we are currently in the Mindset series and in today's episode, we will be answering the question of how to deal with people who have different mindset from you. Yes, one of the challenges of working with others is that each of us are unique and because of our uniqueness, there are challenges, especially if we have different mindsets. Learn how you can manage the differences and work towards a joint outcome. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. This weekly podcast was inspired to help new managers to overcome the challenges of managing and leading people. I am Lisa Lam, and along with Sawana Ali, we have a combined experience of over 50 years in leadership and management roles. We know and understand the struggles and rewards of leading a team. We believe that you should not be facing these challenges alone. To find out more, check out our respective sites at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Let's get going. This is the third episode of the Mindset Focus series, where we have covered what is mindset and how to start the journey of changing your mindset. If you're interested, check out the previous episodes so that you're able to get the overall context. The question in most people's mind is how best to deal with people who think and have different mindsets from us. It is hard when a fixed or limited mindset person comes together with a growth mindset person. After all, it is like oil and water. What is the best way to get some form of emulsion going? Just like mixing oil and water in itself would not work. However, by adding an emulsifier, you are able to cause the mixture to not separate. The best example is creating mayonnaise, which is essentially a combination of oil, water, and an emulsifier, like an egg yolk or mustard, and then mix it like crazy. How does this look like in the workplace? What is or are the emulsifiers in the workplace? I would like to suggest that there are three. Number one, clear goals or common goals. Number two, agreements, a win-win outcome. Number three, accountabilities, which leads to developing trust. Note that trying to change a person's mindset is almost an impossible task. A person will only change if the person chooses to do so. Therefore, do not waste your time or energy to change anyone. In fact, you know how hard it is to change yourself. So if you want to change anyone, focus on yourself first. Let's break it down one by one. Number one, Common and clear goals. One of the prerequisites of any goal is the need to have a common cause or intention. The reason for the why. Why do you want to do this? Why do we need to work together? The why will form the start of a common goal. For example, why do we need to work together? Can't I achieve the goal individually? Most goals should be challenging enough that no single person is able to achieve it on their own. Therefore, goals that are too simple or achievable does not provide a strong enough reason or the why for people to have the need to work together. As a manager, you will need to create goals that are challenging yet achievable. Challenging if an individual wants to achieve it on their own, but achievable when worked in a group or as a team. Establishing clear goals that requires each individual to do their part is essential to this process. 
At this stage, it does not matter if someone has a fixed or growth mindset. The only thing that matters is that they are able to clearly articulate, understand and agree on the common goal. Sel, how have you created goals that are able to help people with different mindsets to work together? That is so true, Lisa. Undoubtedly, clear common goals will be very important to get everyone to work together regardless of their mindsets. Goals are established to share a common purpose. That is only the first step that we need to get right. Upon establishment of a goal, then we need to further break down the goals granularly to match with roles and scope of work. Say you are needing an SME or small-medium enterprise outfit delivering an IT solution. You have three direct reports reporting to you a finance manager, a sales manager, and a professional services manager. And one of your key goals is to achieve 95% customer satisfaction. So how do we bring this goal to a granular level? What exactly does 95% customer satisfaction mean to a finance manager, a sales manager, and a professional services manager? In a simple manner, Key variables that would be meaningful to the finance manager to enhance customer satisfaction is current accounts receivable and payable, which necessarily means timely collection of money and prompt payment of invoices. As for the sales manager, it is reduced number of customer complaints. And for the professional services manager, it's the prompt delivery of the IT solution. With such goals, the sales manager will make sure that her team members manage their customer expectations effectively. It will trigger tight cooperation with the professional services team, making sure that both groups are working together closely to create the required solution within budget and within time, as expected by the customer. When this happens, the whole team will be able to deliver the best experience for the customer. Once the solution is delivered completely to the customer, then the finance manager can issue an invoice to the respective customer to acquire payment. It is important for us to establish noticeably clear, meaningful goal and further break it down granularly to respective team members in alignment with their roles and scope of work. Say we have clearly set up goals to the granular level for every role and scope of work. At what point does the difference in mindset come into play? What's your take on that, Lisa? Yeah, that's very true, Sel. The next step after establishing and agreeing on a common goal is where the differences in the mindsets will come to play. Individuals with fixed mindset will most likely want things done in a certain way. The tried and true methods, running the same campaigns, following the same process of the past to achieve this new goal. On the other hand, individuals with a growth mindset will want to try new and different ideas. They want to explore other options that may be innovative or never tried before. The tension that this creates lies in the fear of uncertainty and how it is managed. Anything new, after all, will have an element of uncertainty. And truth be told, a campaign that was successful in the past may not necessarily bring the same success today. 
both have risks involved. The perceived risk, as viewed by the different mindset, is what sets it apart. In order to get to a meeting point, there needs to be space for disagreements and sharing of thoughts and plans, and eventually an agreed agreement that is a win-win for all involved. Unfortunately, it is more common that there is a verbal agreement, but not true agreement. This will lead to more issues down the road, especially when things don't work out. The plan needs to be agreed upon with clear roles and responsibilities and timelines by everyone involved. Sel, what have you done to ensure that individuals with different mindsets are able to work together? You highlighted very great points, Lisa. The perceived risk that sets the fixed mindset and the growth mindset apart, plus the verbal agreement that is highly likely will not be executed. From my point of view, this is all about ownership and accountability. This is what I would do in this scenario. I will get all of them in a room to brainstorm, discuss, and agree together. Everyone can say their opinions and their views are counted. Obviously, they want their voice to be heard and contribute to the whole process of creating the plan. So we must make sure that all of them are involved for ownership and accountability. Once they agree on the plan and what to do, we assign the ownership for each task to ensure a proper execution. And of course, for each task, there must be an allocated timeline as well on when it should start and when it should complete and how you would monitor such progress. So what happens if the fixed mindset and the growth mindset could not reach to an agreement, even after many hours of debating, trying to reach one? So here's, I think, would be the best approach. I remember such scenario in one of the projects that I manage. It is about sourcing one development work to the best vendor. We had two vendors left on the list. Vendor A is someone whom we have worked with before in a number of projects. They had a good track record. However, in the past two projects, they did not deliver at a satisfactory level. We sense that they may have some internal resourcing situations that can put our project in jeopardy. Vendor B is a vibrant startup with only a few jobs in hand. Very strong management team they had. And we talked to a couple of their customers who gave very realistic feedback on their work. The fixed mindset wanted vendor A and the growth mindset wanted vendor B. After a long discussion and debate, they still could not reach to a win-win agreement. Obviously, in this scenario, I had to step in and work with both of them to find a win-win solution. We ran the whole process again and listed the risk for both parties and matched those with multiple mitigated scenarios that we had in place. I took the natural ground. Based on all the scenarios, then, I had to make the decision to reach to a win-win agreement that both the fixed and growth mindsets need to work together. As a manager or leader, you always give your people the freedom to function at their best. You do your role to solve the problem and find the right solution when they hit a stumbling block such as this one. You must play a role in enforcing ownership and accountability among all your team members. What do you think of that, Lisa? Thanks for sharing, Zell. Accountabilities. This is where the rubber hits the road. How the actions are executed will vary dependent on the individual and their respective mindsets. However, accountability is different. 
accountability needs to be enforced not based on the differences of how did they perform their tasks, but whether what was agreed to was executed as per timelines and outcomes. As a manager, your role is to manage outcomes, not individual styles. Of course, we would have our bias or personal preferences as to how things are to be, but in order to empower your team to do what they do best, style is very subjective. You can only measure what is measurable and have an objective discussion around accountabilities that way. Sel, how have you held individuals accountable regardless of their mindset? You are right, Lisa. Individuals have varied styles of work and there is no right or wrong. Hence, the focus is really on the results, deliverables or outcomes. My approach is to have progressive small wins based on milestone in the journey to the final result. We will have discussions on potential improvement, a two-way interactive feedback session on that, which means I will ask the three key questions, what's working, what's not, and what should be done differently at every milestone, as well as recognize and celebrate the small wins to keep the momentum going. This process does not discriminate the fixed or growth mindset. It is very inclusive with clear measurements of success at every milestone. Thanks, Sel. Yeah, we've covered quite a lot of details and examples of how different mindsets can work together. The critical success factors are 1. Common or clear goals. Number 2. Agreements, which leads to win-win outcomes. And number 3. Accountabilities, which leads to developing further trust. As always, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. Continue to let us know what you would like to learn next and give us your feedback as we aim to continuously improve on what we're doing. Check out our respective websites at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Take care and remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager. 